This is the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast, session number 177, How to Use Your Resources. Hi there, and welcome to session number 177 of the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a 20 plus year hiatus, the lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful creatives I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. So this week's session, I am doing freestyle flow and my review and lessons learned, as I always do, I'm always looking for beyond the event, beyond the performance, for Moves After Dark, which took place at the Walt Disney Concert Hall, beautiful venue. And I talk about what they did with what they had, which was the outside use of the venue. But before we get into that, I would like to invite you to join me live on Facebook on Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific. And I changed the time. It used to be at 8 a.m. Pacific, but I'm experimenting as I always do with everything. So this is another experiment. 4 p.m. Pacific on Facebook Live as we talk dance, life, and business. So let's go ahead and get into our session. My review on Moves After Dark, three different dance companies, three different points in the venue, but five tips that can help your dance, life, and business. Hi, this is Junior, creative director and founder of Jam Fam The Movement. Please join us September 29th in Los Angeles for the Velvet Rope 20th Anniversary Workshop featuring Tina Landon, Rob Vincent, and Teresa Espinosa. And now, anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? What will they think? They meaning family, friends, business associates, people you've just met, acquaintances, people from your past, thinking that they're spending all this time thinking of what you're doing or what you're not doing. I spent way too much time putting stock into what do they think about me of what I did or I didn't do? Or does this meet their approval? And I need to be this way because this is what they expect. And I talk about this a lot. (laughs) If you've listened to my podcast for any amount of time, or follow me on Instagram, you know, I talk this is like the major theme of (laughs) my life where I've spent way too much creative resources, mental energy and emotional energy of putting stock into what people say or don't say or what they approve of me or what they don't. And I tried so hard. And the reality is they don't. People have way too much of their own stuff going on to even put a lot of thought into what you're doing. Maybe they give it a a thought because you've had some contact with them. Maybe, maybe not. But I realized that it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Now, do I think it's important to get feedback from people that you respect and admire? Yes, of course, there are people that I I put stock into what they say because of who they are and what they do. And it's important to me. And that can change throughout the years, depending on what stage of life you're in, what stage you are in your business, in your dance projects, anything, you know. And so on the flip side, though, it's interesting, because I was thinking about this going, Oh, wow, okay, I, I, had to step back and think, okay, this is different now, because 
when I think of someone, when someone comes to mind, and you probably do this too, I think, oh, okay, there's a reason why they're coming to mind. If I haven't thought of them, or I haven't spoken with them, they might be a friend that I met, and I don't really keep in touch with them. So I send them a text message, or I send them an email, or send them a card in the mail, or something. And I think that's really timely. And I used to hesitate on that thinking, what are they going to think that I just contacted them and I haven't talked to them and they might think I want something from them and <laughs> that's not it. It's They came to mind. I want to affirm them and hopefully maybe give them a message of encouragement and let them know that someone's thinking about them. So I used to hesitate on that as well and think, oh gosh, this is kind of a gushy message and it's kind of cheesy, but am I doing this too much? Am I not doing it enough? So those thoughts come into play again. And then I have to step back and go, wait a minute, there's a reason I'm thinking of this person. It doesn't matter that they think I'm gushy or whatever. I feel it's important that I communicate. I'm thinking of you. I think you're important. Or bring up some kind of wonderful memory that I've had or affirm them in some way. And so it's this interesting balance of doing something to uplift someone, to affirm them, regardless of what they think. I was in, it was just interesting to me to think about that, to, to step back a bit and go, okay, why am I hesitating telling them that I think that they're awesome? People never get tired of hearing that they're awesome. So, you know, I'm just going to do it. And it's, uh, I'm not going to be, be concerned about, oh, he or she is sending me a, gush, a gushy message, <laughs> a cheesy message. So anyway, the big thing from all of this is there's a reason people come to mind. There is a reason why you have instincts to act on something. And it doesn't matter what they think. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. If you've listened to my podcast for any amount of time, you know that I'm a huge proponent of the saying, do what you can with what you have. I also found a quote that supports this by Ernest Hemingway. And he said, now is no time to think of what you do not have, think of what you can do with what there is. And that certainly was brought to mind when I went to a recent performance called Moves After Dark at the Walt Disney Concert Hall in downtown Los Angeles. If you have not been to that venue, I highly recommend it. It's beautiful. The inside, the outside, the architecture, I actually did a photo shoot Last year, at this time of the actually the time of this recording, August 2018, a year before August 2017, I did a photo shoot there and it was so much fun. It was really hot. Yes, summertime. Oh my goodness. Like how it is right now, warm and humid and sticky. (laughs) But anyway, I'm used to it because of hot yoga. So it's all good. Anyway, moves after dark with three different dance companies. Claire Obscure Dance, which I hope I'm pronouncing correctly, Mixed Emotion Theatrics, and Strange and Elegant Dance. Three different companies at three different parts of the venue outside in the nighttime. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful experience. I definitely enjoyed some parts more than others, just as I do with most performances. You can't please everybody. And I really liked finding different parts of the venue that I would have never thought, wow, this is kind of cool that they use the space for dance and for artistic expression. So I thought of these things about doing what you can with what you have and being resourceful, because that's been my whole experience these last couple years of starting the podcast and dancing and doing speaking and workshops and that kind of thing. And I thought, wow, it just seems natural to me that you would 
proceed and doing what you can with what you have when you come up against obstacles. But what I find is people do often use that as an excuse. Well, I don't have this, so I can't do this. Well, these people have these connections. So and I because I don't, then I can't do XYZ. That can also spiral into thinking, oh my gosh, I need to have all these things before I can do all these things, obviously, right? But that's not the case. And with these dancers, with these dance companies, they did what they could with what they had in terms of the space they were in. Now, whether they chose those spaces specifically, or they were assigned those spaces, I don't know. But they did what they could with what they had, and they did it beautifully. So I'm going to give you five reasons, five thoughts, five tips, whatever you want to call it, on being resourceful and doing what you can with what you have. Number one with this, with the innovation of space, with what these companies did. First of all, we were divided, the audience was divided into three different groups, groups A, B, and C. I love venue-specific performances that take use of space and surroundings. Heidi Duckler Dance Theater is one of them that I've gone to a few of their performances. And I love what they do with what they have, where they're where they're at, the dancers that they have, the props, etc. So they're one example of that. So with these three dance companies, it got me thinking about reasons and tips of what can you do with what you have? And how did they do that? And what lessons can I learn? What lessons did I learn from going to this performance and watching how they turn the outdoors into this multi-sensory experience? So number one, the innovation of space. Can you use what you have in your dance business or your, or your other type of business to innovate? Meaning you already have things, probably you have testimonials from your customers You might have case studies. There are case studies that you can find that are particular to your industry. How about personal experiences? People love stories. People love knowing how your business started, how things came about, what was the reasoning for a product you've created. Also, the mediums of media platforms, social media your website, things like that. So are you already utilizing what you have, what you already have going on? You can innovate what you already have and develop what you already have. So with the three dance companies utilizing the space, innovating the space that they had available, Claire Obscure Dance, number one, they used the walls of the venue, the beautiful silver geometric walls of the venue, and had the dancers partner each other on the walls and then dancing near the walls. And it was kind of a narrow walkway. And so it gave a different perspective because the walls come out. They're not, they're kind of asymmetrical. Anyway, wavy. That's why I'm thinking wavy and kind of when I think of bendable metal, that's what I think of with with these walls. So you'll see it in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 177. I'll link, I believe I have video and images. So you can check those out if you want to. So they use that, but they also had other dancers in their stage area, and which I didn't know existed, actually. (laughs) I don't think, well, I think I did know they existed. It just, it looked different because they used the space differently. See, again, they made use of what they had. So going all the way to the top, there were mus- live musicians, which I love live music, with this particular section of the performance. And so they had live music walking toward the venue, and then live music, a live uh, 
guitarist at the top, which is beautiful because you could see the city lights in the back. And then I didn't get any good pictures of that, unfortunately. And then sitting up at the top, being so close to the music, but then looking down and seeing the dancers, a very different perspective. So I really enjoyed that part. Number two, what is your message? What is your mission? Is that clear in your dance project? Is that clear in your business? With these performances, as I was reading the descriptions, I thought, okay, that wasn't really clear to me. Maybe it was clear to someone else. But art is so subjective, and you don't always get the same things. Not everybody gets the same interpretation. So I think clarity is key for many things. Because then you know where people stand, you know where you stand, you know how to properly communicate your value and what it is that you help people with. And so with these performances, I wasn't totally clear on some of their messages, but I still enjoyed it. (laughs) So again, with entertainment and artistic expression, sometimes it is just for enjoyment. And sometimes you don't necessarily have to get a message. But I think for business and for most things, clarity is key. Number three, the live music aspect of these performances. Now, all the companies didn't use live music. I believe the first one, Claire Obscure was the only one, if I remember correctly. But again, I love live music. The element of live music was different than obviously the recorded music on the other two sections, the other two dance companies. You definitely get a different experience when you are live in person, like at a concert. It's a different experience being at a concert or at a festival as opposed to watching it online or just seeing pictures of it or just seeing video of it. So my recommendation is if you can experience something live, do it. Some everyday examples of that would be, okay, if you can go walk outside in nature instead of walking on the treadmill, go to a live in-person dance class or fitness class or any type of class as opposed to doing it online even though those options are available. And sometimes those are the only options, which is better than nothing. Again, doing what you can with what you have. But the live factor engages you in a different way and you experience things in a different way. And then if you're creating too, like with your dance videos, your dance projects, okay, you have them obviously on YouTube or another platform. Can you do a live aspect talking about your project to your audience? Can you give an experience, a workshop based on your work, a performance, which obviously this is what it's about. So the live aspect of things, live music, live performance, if you can experience that also in your everyday life, do it. Number four, take notice of your reactions and your biases. This was huge for me. And it's interesting that I thought about this with this performance. With the group I was with, we saw Claire Obscure dance first. And the walkway, they did a really great job of having people there to guide and to direct. However, I was so immersed in the performance of what was going on and the surroundings and everything that I got past the boundary and I actually ran into one of the dan- I Well, I almost ran into one of the dancers. So the artistic director or choreographer, she got really upset and was trying to push me away. And I didn't even notice that until like I got toward the steps of the place that I was sitting. And I thought, woman, I did not know I was so like immersed in your work. So I don't know why you're getting mad. Then I thought about that. And I thought, you know what? 
the pressure of putting on a performance, everything that goes on with putting on a live event, whether it's dance, whether it's business, something, a workshop, it got me thinking again, it's not that she was thinking that I was a bad person, all these things that I've had to overcome. It's not that she was concerned about her dancers. And so, (laughs) and then I thought, wait a minute, well, then why did you choreograph this way? Why did you have them and all these things? Okay, the overthinking part came again. It got me thinking again, okay, I was quick to react and quick to judge based on her reaction toward me, which probably had nothing which not probably didn't have anything to do with me as a person. So be aware of how you react to things and how you process things. I I really had to watch this one because I thought, man, is this going to be make is this because based on her reaction toward me, am I biased now that I wouldn't see another dance performance? Or am I biased now that I don't know, you know? (laughs) So anyway, which leads me to number five. What is the experience you want to create for your audience, whether it's a video, whether it's a live performance, whether it's offline, online, whatever medium it is, what is the experience you want to create? Because people remember experiences. It also got me thinking about your experience with people in general. Do you want people to feel better about themselves after leaving your presence? Not about you necessarily, but about themselves? Have you affirmed them, encouraged them, or given value to them in another in some other way that they feel good about themselves? Yes, you might make a great impression, but that's not really what it's about. It's more about empowering the other person after you've left their presence. So with these dance companies, I talked a lot about Claire Obscure Dance first, but Strange and Elegant Dance was my favorite of the three because I like the choreography. I like the use of the steps. I don't remember if it was a recent podcast interview that I did with a guest for my podcast, or if it was in conversation with another dancer. But we were talking about how it's cool when you can watch a performance and watch a dancer and they make you want to dance. I love that. And this is what I found with Strange and Elegant Dance. I love their choreography. I love their use of steps. And they did something where they were crawling down the stairs. And I thought, I want to do that. (laughs) So when I see them do these things, I love this formation, I want to do that, I want to partner that way. And so I love performances like that. So that they were definitely my favorite of the three. I love their music, the use of the what they did, they did what they could with what they had with the steps. It was a great contrast in the quality and the musicality of the movement, which kept my attention. The third company that presented mixed emotion theatrics, took us back to the Gatsby era. There was a garden top of the venue, they used part of the wall for some video with their music. And there were parts of it I enjoyed. However, I felt like I couldn't really pay attention because it seemed like there was a lot going on. Plus, I'm short and I couldn't see some of the stuff because we were standing on that part too. So there wasn't a lot of room to move around. This was the one where I felt like we didn't have a lot of freedom to move and see it from different viewpoints. So it was okay. I I do like that style of dance. And I love the costumes and the partnering and the feel of it. And I would love to do something like that as well. However, because of the surroundings, I wasn't able to totally get it. It was good. And I'm glad I got to see it. But it reminded me that they still did what they could with what they had. And it was still beautiful. There were still the surroundings were still beautiful. And I got to and again, I had to look for the positive. I was glad to experience something like that. 
and creatively think, how would I have used this space? How would I have done this? And again, artist subjective, artistic expression is very individual. And so they did what they could with what they had. To recap, how to use the resources that you already have. Number one, do what you can with what you have in terms of innovating the things that you already have. Number two, what is your message and your mission? Are you clear? Number three, brainstorm on how you can use the live factor of the material that you already have. Number four, take notice of your reactions and possible biases. Number five, what is the experience you'd like to create? Thank you so much for joining me. I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.